567. We look forward to connecting with you. Listen, learn, connect, join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. It is that time of the week. It's become my one of my favorite parts of the week. It's time for our beautiful news feature on Cape Talk, brought to you by the people of beautifulnews.co.za. We play you a set of five beautiful news features, incredible stories of hope, inspiration, overcoming adversity, or simply just celebrating the beauty of being South African. Cape Talk, some beautiful news. And we go to our first beautiful news story for Adnan Al-Amuseli. Escaping Syria was terrifying, but starting a life over in a foreign land was a hurdle he could not have prepared for. Despite being a psychology major in, in his home country, Al-Museli was forced to sell fruit and vegetables in order to survive when he came to South Africa. He vividly remembers the baskets of courage and stamina it took for him to work his way up to being an interior designer today. He says many people feel the need to escape reality, but few know the of needing to flee. Many people feel the need to escape reality, but a few know the fear of needing to flee. My name is Adnan Al-Museli and I'm an interior designer. I'm originally from Syria. It broke my heart to leave my whole life behind. When I came to South Africa, I had nothing and no one. Selling food paved the way for a career in interior design. Once you walk into any space, it kind of sets your mood and I am very much interested in making spaces that lift people up. There are things that I don't know how to express in English and when I express them in interior design, I feel like somebody understands where I come from. I am so grateful for the kindness shown to me by people who hardly knew me. Today my life is filled with beauty and being able to extend that beauty to other people is absolutely incredible. What was once a foreign land to me has now become my home. Plastic pollutes everything from the food and water we consume to the landscape we live in. The artificial substance is suffocating our environment. But in global efforts to reduce our plastic use, we've forgotten that we're wearing it. One of the greatest contributors to waste is the fashion industry. An ardent lover of style, of photographer Andrea Lupus's consciousness of the business compelled her to project its damage. She says, when I found out about its true impact of plastic, uh, she says she was disgusted. And her ongoing photo series, Plastic Never Dies, fires shots at the threats of the clothing industry that it poses to our planet and how consumers keep it alive. We're suffocating our planet just as this model is suffocating himself. The elegance and perfection of fashion can be disillusioning. My name is Andrea Lupus and I'm a film photographer as well as an environmental activist. I found myself being drawn into the fashion industry. When I found out about its true impact on the planet, I felt disgusted. I guess I was always so blinded and I never asked the questions about obviously where did our clothes come from. I mean the most shocking for me was that it takes 2,700 liters to make a t-shirt. Seeing the effects motivated me to bring awareness to people. In Cape Town specifically, we have so many sustainable brands that are actually taking initiative. It's important that we bring solutions to the surface as well as problems. I use my photography to unpack our environmental impact. 
We all utilize the world and it's up to us to keep it safe. Who goes canoeing through a township? For Sianda Sapongisa, it's a natural progression from his days of swimming in Kayalicha's wetlands. The waters were an integral part of his childhood, but over time he watched as the river filled with trash. He says the wetlands he knew as a young boy were gone, but he didn't, uh, he didn't despair. Instead, Sianda saw an opportunity not only to restore the river, he'll do it while he's in a boat. Together we can all make a difference. My name is Sianda Sopangisa and I'm one of the founding members of Kailisha Canoe Club. The Kailisha Canoe Club is the first of its kind in a township. We teach young kids to clean the wetlands and also to introduce a new sporting coat. The wetlands I knew as a young boy was gone and completely filled with trash, dustbins and all. It took us close to two years to clean up the debris that people were throwing, but now everything is slowly coming back to normal. It's incredible to see these kids come out of their shells and enjoying the outdoors. There is so much that people can learn from their surroundings. These kids are not only learning how to paddle, but also how to look after and protect the environment. And Desiree Ann Martin was hooked on words long before she turned to drugs. An avid reader, she also journaled her every thought and experience. Martin detailed her pain to becoming a heroin addict, but she never shared these with a soul. She says in so many communities, there's this rule of sweeping things under the carpet and not talking about what's going on. For many tumultuous years, she tried to hide the demons rather than speak out and get help. Until Martin realized that the stronghold of society's stigma can be as damaging as addiction itself. So she used her words to break free. My name is Desiree Ann Martin and I'm the author of We Don't Talk About It Ever. After releasing my story of addiction and mental health issues, I discovered that I was not alone. In so many communities, there's this rule of sweeping things under the carpet and not talking about what's going on. And so I wanted to open up that can of worms, so now there are worms everywhere. <laughs> Everyone has a story, and being honest with ourselves and others could be the secret to saving lives. I turned to drugs and alcohol for escapism. I nearly died many times in the course of my act of addiction. It was only in rehab and after being encouraged to open up that I realized that a huge weight was lifted with each word I shared. I hope that the book has become more than just an outlet for me, but also a beacon of hope for others. Speaking your truth takes courage, but it gives you an unbelievable sense of freedom. It was the beginning of matric for 17-year-old Jenna Skews, and she was readying herself for the future. Filled with excited, her health was the last thing on her mind. One day, fiddling with a necklace, Skews brushed past a lump in her breast. She says she knew things weren't right, but she never thought it could be cancerous. Doctors diagnosed Skews with a malignant phyllodes tumor, a rare form of cancer. While her friends embarked on their journey of finishing school, Skews was undergoing surgery. She didn't even know what a mastectomy was. But while throwing, thrown into a terrifying situation, she discovered her inner courage. 
Breast cancer doesn't discriminate against age, race, sex, it affects all. My name is Jenna Skews and I'm an advocate for breast cancer. It was the beginning of my matric year. I had a lump in my left breast which I found. I knew that it wasn't right, but I never thought that it could be cancerous. I was 17 years old, I didn't even know what a mastectomy was. I would like girls to educate themselves to do breast examinations. There's nothing you can do to prevent it, but if you catch it early, there's definitely hope. Today I've been breast cancer free for just over six years. After being given a second chance in life, I knew I wanted to do positive work. I hope by sharing my story, I can encourage women to look after their health. There's no denying we all have a lot of love to give. I want to give back to the community that gave me hope. If you want to see these stories and others, you can go to www.beautifulnews.co.za. And as always,